and we'll start. Hey, y'all, it's your girl Michelle and Nate, and you're tuned into Christ Over Culture, the podcast for faith, news, and pop culture. I'm so excited to be here today because we have a very special guest. So I've been doing some solo episodes, but one of the things that I love on the podcast and something that I really did in the beginning of the podcast was guest interviews and guest interviews specifically with business owners and people who have written books and who have just really stepped out on faith uh, with God and launched businesses and faith-based businesses. And so during the month of November, going into the holiday season, one of the things that I wanted to bring back were these guest interviews, dynamic women and men who would talk about exactly uh, what God put in their hearts to do and how they're inspiring people through their businesses. So today I have Martha Elmore from I'm Marie Boutique. And I I'm am Marie. And of I today I have Martha Elmore of I Marie Boutique. And I am so excited because she is here to share her story about her women's clothing line and specifically um, for plus size women. And how she got started and why she even thought that this was important. So, Martha, thank you so much for joining me on the Christ Over Culture podcast today. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So, Martha, tell me a little bit um, about your story and the listeners. For anyone who isn't familiar with you, one of the things that I will say is that I've had an opportunity to look at your shop and your Instagram, and you have some very exciting pieces and things going on. So for those who may not be familiar with you, let them know who you are and a little bit more about your boutique. Okay. So my name is Martha Elmore Berry. Um, Everyone knows who I'm Martha Elmore because I just recently got married. And um, I'm from originally from Franklin, Louisiana. It's a very small town. And I've been in Houston for 18 years. Um, I've always been into fashion. Um, so I am a wife, a mother and, um, a a business owner and a boss. And so, um, with Amari, I started back in 2016. I've always been into fashion. However, um, it was more of like selling clothes out my closet. And so then once that was over, I was like, what else is it that I can do that was around fashion? Because I did personal shopping. I did personal styling. And a lot of my customers was plus size. So the challenge was trying to find clothes for plus size women in a short period because they were never telling me a week in advance. They would always tell me the next day. And so I thought, well, let me start a boutique because I can have the items there for the clients and be able to promote it, have them wear my idols at the same time. So that's how I came out with the Amari Boutique. Um, we are plus size, but however, we do have regular size as well. But majority everything is plus size because I'm plus size. Um, I try to do the regular size and give that over to my daughter, which is a whole other conversation. Um, but it's a plus size boutique. We uh, cater to plus size women and we or mostly like the boutique that has the classic, the sophisticated, the first lady look, the um, just the everyday woman who just wants to be really confident about herself. That's the kind of look that we go for and for our brand. 
That's awesome. And I love how you said, you know, it's sophisticated and it's something that people can feel really confident in. And that brings me to a question that when I first um, learned about your boutique and just the work that you've been doing with your clients, I thought, you know, has Martha always been confident? Because I see that your website and your Instagram, it exudes confidence. And you know, that's something I thought, let me ask Martha, like just right out the gate, have you always been confident in, in how you looked and in yourself? And if you have, where did that come from? And if not, can you walk us a little bit through that journey to where you started and where you are now? No, I have not always been confident. However, my mom is plus size and my mom is the type of person who is like, honey, this is me. Either you're going to love it or you're not been confident. Um, that's something that I struggled with because now everybody's paying to have the hips and the butt with the small waists. I was blessed with it. And back in the day when I was in high school, I was called fat because, you know, the the hips and the butt and all that type of stuff was then always teased and called, called fat. And it really did affect me to whereas where it was times where I would think about, you know, suicide and think about trying to hurt myself or trying to starve myself. And it never happened because I just would always, you know, want to eat and and do things. It was either like, am I going to hurt myself or I'm just going to eat myself to where I'm bigger. And so um, being in an abusive previous marriage, being abused um, back in 2005 and six and just not knowing how to love myself and, and back then, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know anything about confidence. And then it was till one day when I did start the business, I still didn't have confidence. And back then, in 2016, I was faking it till I, you know, till I made it. But it was one day when I just sat down and I looked at myself and I said, you're beautiful. You know, you have a lot of things that women love and just be real and true to yourself. A lot of times we get caught up with social media and we get caught up with being fake and fake is not always good because you're going to have to continue to try to be fake and make that fake and make that lie work. And I just was slapped in the face and I said, I'm just going to be real. And I was like, I see all these comments from these different followers. And I was like, I need to start telling this to myself. And so I started telling myself, you're beautiful. You are wonderful. You are flawless. You are fabulous. You are fine. You are sexy. You are classy. You are a woman. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I had to walk off my job because my supervisor didn't want to let me off for whatever reason. So up until 2017 was when I started feeling confident and feeling like a woman. Um, I, I was always the type of person who ran from different things or hid behind things. But I said, no, it's time for me to strength, stand up and be the woman that God called me to be. Don't fake it and show my followers one thing because reality is going to come at one time. And you're going to have to be the truth. And I say, no, let me put my faith to work and show these women that I am who I say I am in once I started doing that, I started gaining more followers. My followers started just loving on me and just wanting to hear different things that I say. I am shy. Um, so that was also another thing, because when you're shy, that kind of 
the shyness and your confidence kind of clashes. And um, I was just like, no, just be me. And so I'm not the type of person who changed my voice and do this. I, you're going to get this Louisiana accent. I'm going to tell you what it is. Um, but it's hard having confidence when you're plus size because you're teased. Um, it's always somebody teasing you. And not everybody's going to like you for who you are, the size you are, or what you have. And so I had to start putting in my head that if you don't like me, somebody will. Or if you don't love me, somebody will. So I'm not going to change my body. I'm not going to change anything to make anyone love me or like me. I'm going to be who I am and who God called me to be. And that is what attracts people to me to want to listen to what I have to say because it's it's so much when you have that confidence. Like I started, it helped me with my confidence. I started dancing in my videos because dancing was my first love. And I started dancing in my videos and then it just boosted up my confidence and my ego. And I was like, this is fun. Let me just keep doing this and being myself. And so that's why when you see my photos on my website, on my Instagram, it's so full of life because that's me. And so that's how I gained the confidence. And it wasn't easy. It was very hard. But you just got to give everything your all and just let God shine through you. And once you let God shine through you, your confidence and everything is just going to come. Wow. I love how you said that. I actually danced. Um was my first love, too. Like, I used to dance. And that's something I've been considering getting into. And I think... Um, what you said about, you know, letting God's light and that confidence shine through you and doing the things that you love and incorporating Mm -hmm. that into whatever you're doing now, you know, with you working with clients and, you know, being into fashion, but still incorporating kind of that first love, like dance into it makes your personality shine and makes it authentic to you instead of you trying to force it. So I just love how you said, you know, you're bringing these things together and just letting them all shine. And that helps with confidence. I know for me, um, I, I've had more of an athletic body type, but as I've gotten older, I've noticed things change. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, like if you can speak to that, And just even, I've had to kind of regain my confidence with that. I know some women talk about like their natural hair journey. And I know I've done a natural hair journey um, and cut all my hair off and grew it back to try and like become confident in my hair. Or as I've gotten older, for me, um, just along with some body changes, I've had to wear glasses. And so Mm -hmm. looking in the mirror, (laughs) yeah, we it's like, you know, you see yourself differently. So I don't know if you've like, you know, spoken to clients or anyone about that, but just, I guess, being confident as your body changes or different stages in your life. How have you kind of navigated that or anything that you would say to people who might, you know, kind of be struggling in that area or having to reimagine, you know, that's a That's a great question because you know, I lost, so how I came with the first business selling everything out my closet, mm-hmm. I had went from like close to 300 pounds to like 200 pounds. Wow. And so I was selling everything out my closet and I lost so much weight, but I was going through a tough time. And then, um, once I got over that, I started eating again. So I gained a lot of the weight back. 
But I had a baby, you know, I, I had the flat, I always was plus size, but I had a flat stomach, but then I got this the C-section cut with this little pooch where mm-hmm. I don't care how much you work out, that little pooch ain't going anywhere. And so then I I didn't want to wear glasses. I, I really didn't. I was like, I'm not wearing glasses. I can see really good. And it took to whereas I, at nighttime I was riding down the street and I was like, what is wrong with my eyes? Like I started seeing things flickering. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the eyeglass uh, doctor. And so he was like, um, ma'am, you can you really can see, you, can you, are you really driving? Because I don't understand how you can see. Mm. And so they did the test part where you put your hand over one eye. And I was like, Oh my God, sir, is this a joke? Yeah. And he was like, ma'am, no, you really can't see. And I was like, wow. So I had to get adjusted to wearing glasses and, I was just like, what is happening here? Like, my body's just doing all these things as I get older. Like, I'm not the little spring chicken anymore. Like, I can't, I can dance, but I can't drop it like this hot because then my knees is going to hurt, you know, different <laughs> things like that. Yeah. And so we just have to be reminded that I tell myself, if I wake up in the morning and I feel a little pain in my knees, I thank God for it because I know that something is still working mm-hmm. and I'm still here. Uh, a, a lot of times I suffer from anxiety because entrepreneurs have this anxiety where you don't know if you're going to have a sale or you don't know if you're going to do this or do that. And so a lot of times when I, I have anxiety, and I'm, I'm like, but I can calm down and I can breathe and I can slowly breathe. And I thank God for that, too, because I still have breath. So a lot of times, yeah, you have anxiety. You're oh, oh, like, what do I do? But once you start breathing slowly. And you feel like the, the, the fresh air die and you start realizing, I still have breath. So a lot of times, even when I have a back pain, I'm still working. I'm still walking. It's still working. So it lets me know that I have all these different pains. But I'm reminded about how God, how good God is. And I'm still here to feel that little pain. Even though I know it's things that can help me overcome it, I'm still reminded of God's grace that I'm still here and I'm grateful to feel those little pains because sometimes you can have pain, but you can't even have life. I still have life. Wow. I love Martha. I can't like feel your light, <laughs> you know, through this <laughs> podcast. And we talked a little bit about confidence. We've talked about, um, you know, just body changes as we age. And, uh, but most importantly, we've talked about gratitude and how yes. any and every stage, it sounds like, I'm hearing that you have really embraced gratitude and yes. remembering who God is at every step. So can you tell us a little bit about your business? So one of the reasons why I am doing this podcast now going into the holiday season is because as um, in the COVID-19 pandemic, I will say that a lot of people have either like launched businesses or they've had to navigate pre-existing businesses and pivot. So I'm just curious, you know, to know a little bit about your business through this COVID-19 period. What has it been like for you? Um, Has it been challenging? Have you had to pivot? Um, You know, is there gratitude in there? Kind of tell us about your your role as a business owner in this 2019 uh, pandemic or 2020, excuse me, Mm COVID-19 pandemic. So with COVID, I must say I haven't felt 
anything bad from COVID besides family members getting sick and friends having family members that has passed. As a business owner with COVID, I hit numbers that I imagine hitting when I'm 10 years in business uh, and I'm just at four. Um, two weeks before COVID, I told my husband, I say, I want to get a warehouse. And he was like, okay, because I was outgrowing my store. And because basically I started online first, I always had online. The storefront was just, if I knew what I knew, I would have never did the storefront. I would have went straight into a warehouse, but warehouse wasn't popular then. So I got the warehouse two weeks before COVID. And because, you know, we did new things and we started doing all kinds of crazy things. I went and I ordered almost $30,000 worth of clothes. I mean, I was just getting, because I was like, I want my warehouse full. Like, like I was just ordering all kinds of stuff. And I had no idea about this pandemic, like, because COVID just came out of nowhere. And so I was ordering all these clothes and I was like, I want my warehouse full. I want this, I want that. And my husband was like, Marco, slow down. And I was like, no, I can't slow down. And he didn't understand why, because I guess God was just working through me. And so when the pandemic happened and when we were forced to be shut down, I had I still had my warehouse where I had all this inventory coming through. And so LA, Los Angeles, California. So they were shut down. The vendors were shut down. So a lot of boutiques didn't have any inventory because they wasn't prepared. I was prepared because I got the warehouse two weeks before COVID and then I bought all this inventory. So because customers sitting at home and they didn't have anything to do with shop, I'm just instead of coming out with new inventory every week, sometimes twice a week. And a lot of boutique owners were DM me and say, where are you getting stuff from? I was like, my warehouse. I had all this inventory just ready. So it was like God prepared me and I didn't know what was going on. So I never had a day where customers wasn't buying something. I never had a week where I didn't come out with no inventory. I stayed, um, I just stayed stocked up with inventory. And then I had two vendors that I that I has favored me with. Whereas they were like sneaking in to ship me items to make sure I had inventory. And so they didn't do that for everybody because they didn't trust everybody. They didn't for the customers who they really had good rapport with. So I know that was nothing but the favor of God. So I stayed with inventory. So I never saw lack. I hit, I pretty much tripled my goal. I hit my annual, my annual, my yearly goal twice. And it was just crazy because this was, this was stuff that I, these were numbers for like 10 years in. Like I never saw me having this at four years. And of course the pandemic was bad because you have family members who passed. You have family members who got sick. I had a brother who was really sick to where it wasn't looking good. And it was so scary. Um, but I, I remember seeing stores like, I don't want to call the store names, but different stores that we've shopped at that was closing down. And these were stores that I had to shop at as being a little girl because I was always sick. And so when I started seeing these clothes going out of business, I'm like, God, why me? And then I had to start saying, well, why not? I've been faithful. I've been a tither. I've been a giver. I've been a good person. So why not me? But when you start seeing like these big stores, these franchises closing down and God is still blessing you, it's like, wow. So during the pandemic, 
I didn't hit rock bottom. Like I just blew up. And so I just give God all the honor and all the praise because it was nobody but him. If I wouldn't, I don't even know. It wasn't like a warehouse was even planned. I just popped up one Saturday and I told my husband, I want a warehouse. And he was like, okay. And so we was riding around and I went and got the warehouse that I went and looked at it that Monday. My husband actually was off from work or whatever. I think he rained out. So he was forced to be off and we went in the rain looking at the warehouse. And the guy was like, I like you. Because I knew with my storefront, I had to get financials. I had to do this. I had to do that. It was so much I had to do. It was like a two-week process. I didn't expect to get the keys the next day. So it was like God was just orchestrating everything to just make sure that I was good during this pandemic. So I'm not going to say I thank God for the pandemic. But I thank God how he still blessed me during the pandemic. Yes. And that's one of the things that... It's like God can take any situation and um, he can still do good even in the midst of like trials, in the midst of like devastation like we've never seen even in this um, COVID-19 pandemic. And one of the things that I want to highlight is something that I've seen on the internet and you may have seen, Martha, is sometimes people don't feel... Like, oh, we should share good news. But it's like, if mm-hmm. God, if you have a testimony about how God is still faithful, even though there is, I mean, I've had family members pass away because of COVID-19. So I know that um, it's devastating, you know, for so many people. But hearing your story and hearing people say, hey, but God is still mm-hmm. moving. Like, let's not yes. lose sight of, you know, God. And I think about like keeping our eyes on God, even in the midst of the storm. And Mm -hmm. it sounds like that is a part of your testimony is like you obeyed God, you know, when it came to the warehouse, it's like, you knew you were feeling, you know, some people may say, I believe it was the Holy Spirit. Some people may say like the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. an instinct, Hey, I need to get this warehouse. And then it was, right on time, you know, how everything was favored. And so I guess I I say that to say thank you for sharing your testimony and that you have still been blessed because sometimes I think we're hesitant to say that, but it's God Mm -hmm. who gets the glory out of it, right? Like he uses us. And so um, we shouldn't be afraid to talk about how God is still sitting on the throne He's still in control. And even though things are uncertain and they can be scary and a lot of people are anxious, God is still able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. So I thank God that he's been able to use you and your character and um, be able to bless you and trust you with giving him the glory, um, even as we're talking today. That's awesome. Yeah. So... What would you what advice would you give for a business owner? I would say someone who's doing really great, maybe they've had some um like successes here in 2020 and then maybe that business owner who is struggling and they may feel like I don't know where my next sale is going to come from. I am having to look at potentially closing my store mm-hmm. or pivot what advice would you give maybe to those two people who are in those situations? So the person who's doing well, I would just say to continue to put God first 
in the business. Um, make your business guys business. Um, Marie um, is the CEO, but Guy is the bigger CEO. I do put Guy first in my business. I would say to continue to put Guy first and also to just be creative. A lot of times we get so caught up in making money, we forget, we forget about the creative side. Uh, or we get so comfortable with, oh, this work. But you always want to be the answer to someone's problem. So like with my boutique, I made sure that when the pandemic happened, we had comfy clothes. I had clothes that would work if you wanted to sit on the couch, go to like a, a drive-by party, or if you still was able to go out to restaurants, like you can transform the look. So I made sure that you can do at least three things three different things with that one outfit. And so you just have to be creative and just make sure that you are the question, answer to someone's uh, problem, and make sure that the items that you have are uh, very good in quality. Make sure that you are selling very good you know, items to the customers because that'll make the customers come back. So it's very good when you can have a return rate of like 80 or 90%. Yes, you want a new customer, but to have customers repeatedly buy from you. So that's the main thing with um, customers who are doing, I mean, with business owners who are doing well, make sure that you have the return rate customers. Make sure that you are having 100% the customer service because that'll bring the customers to keep shopping with you. Now, for customers who are not doing so well, who are faced, forced with closing, I would say... Um, Think kind of maybe like for me, um, I had to close my store. And I, at first I was like, well, what would people think? Well, I didn't care what they thought because I was forced to close it. So a lot of times that when people start failing, it's because they're worried about what the other person's going to think. Don't worry about what that person is going to think. Do what's best for you. Because now everything is pretty much online. Or in some other some other situations, whatever the different uh, industry is, it might be that the storefront is needed, or a brick and mortar is brick and mortar is needed. So my thing is to just take your take what everything other people are saying and not pay attention to it. Sit down, rewrite the plans, do the good, do the bad, do the pros, do the cons, and see what works for you. Once you navigate that, see what can I do without closing my business? Like, what can I eliminate without having to close my business? How can I still bring some type of revenue in? Who can I contact to help me with capital where I'm not getting over, like, too over my head? What can I do? I know for my daughter, um, she was... She's a college student and a full-time business owner, and she full-time helped me. So for her, it was like, okay, so do I keep my business? Do I focus on helping you because your numbers are just going up? No, you can help me, but I also need you to keep your business first. And let's be creative and see what it is that we need to do to make sure that your business stays when we need to flow, because I have her with goals set of what she needs to do her first year, her second year, her third year, all the way through her fifth. And so... A lot of times we fail because we worry about what people are going to say. But if we just start doing what's best for us and depending on God, then everything will work out. I feel like this um, God will never give your door to walk through if you're going to be scared to walk through it. A lot of times what hurt us is fear. 
once we put fear aside and start having faith and trust in God, it's you can do anything and achieve whatever goal it is that you want to do. Um, I know for me, fear was the number one thing that hurted me in my first and second year of business because I was always worried about what people would say. Oh, I was always worried about what people would think. But once you just blot out those type of people, let those negative people go and just focus on the positive people, then you start to let that fear go. Then just let God come in and take control. Then anything you want is, it, it can work for you. So that's the most important thing is that I would tell a struggling business owner and tell them don't give up. Never give up. Just keep pushing. It, it might be a day where you don't have a sale, but keep pushing, keep promoting. Um, get Facebook uh the Facebook promotions and the IG promotions, keep promoting, slow up. A lot of times we're trying to get this celebrity customer, this celebrity client. Well, when you look at it now, celebrities at home, they're not making money. They're not going to concerts. They're not needing our attire. But if you learn to sew up, see, a lot of times we feel like, oh, she's a millionaire, so no, it's not all about making money because I will tell you this. The reason why I have a lot of clients that are celebrities because I've sold into them first. If they would contact me, oh, Martha, you know, they'll contact me. I would like to buy this outfit. No, let me send you this outfit. You could buy the next one. And so I've learned that you have to sew up. Don't never think that, oh, this person is a celebrity. Oh, I know this person has money. Let me say, no, sew up because when you sew up, then they're going to come to you. Then they're going to rain down on your business. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I look at things right now is just being creative with, um, don't be afraid to go in somebody's DM and say, hey, I would like to send this to you. And you might get a yes or you might get a no. But if you do that to 20 people, somebody's going to answer. And so right now with someone who's struggling, that's what I would say do. Give some inventory away. Uh, do like different things to be given or do like different, um, get with different organizations and try to do like, uh, I know one that's really popular. Say like you get three businesses and you all do a raffle mm -hmm. where everybody's sharing each other. Mm -hmm. That's also good for people who are struggling. But we just have to keep God in our business at all times. You can't never say, okay, I'm going to use him this year and then put him away that year. No, you have to keep him first and foremost the entire time. Yeah, I, you know, when you mentioned that, it made me think about kind of what do you do to keep God in your business? Because some people might hear that, but they're like, what do I do? I pray, I fast. Are those the things I'm supposed to be doing? Is What else should I be doing? How, any advice there? So I pray, I do pray, and I do fast. Uh, but a lot of times, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I be so caught up, I forget to pray. So what I've been doing that's been working for me is um, I pray every three hours. I have an alarm that goes off that says pray more and I pray every three hours. And it doesn't matter if it's a 30 second prayer or a one minute prayer or a five minute prayer. Or I might go all in and just get great wild and crazy. I just take that amount of time out to say, God, if I didn't say thank you this morning, I'm saying thank you now. Or a lot of times I don't even ask God for nothing. I start, I pray for other people. I pray for my staff. I pray for my PR. I pray for my parents. I pray for my husband and his family. I pray for our kids. I pray for everyone who's connected to me. And 
another thing is, you know, I know everybody has different religious beliefs, but I am a hundred percent tighter. And the tide say tied at 10%, I tied at 15 because I just need to give God a little extra because I, I need some extra help sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is don't be afraid to give God the glory because a lot of times people get the blessings from God and then they want to put themselves where I did this or I did that. No, I promise God, if you take me to another level, I promise I'm going to help people. I'm going to give to people and I promise God I'm going to give you all the glory and all the honor for everything that you do. I don't take credit for anything that happens to me. I get the glory. Even when I didn't deserve it, because I haven't been perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. But I haven't always did the right things, and I still find a way to give me grace and mercy. So I'm just big on just being forgiving. Uh, forgive people. Don't forget, but forgive. And just, just being that person that just put God, just talk to God. Like a lot of times people feel like you got to say certain things. And sometimes I'll be like, God, I don't know what to do. I need you. I need you to fix this. Mm-hmm. Or I should sit there sometimes and just say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And then he, he'll he show me something. He'll show me a sign. And that's how I keep God in my business. I anoint my warehouse. I anoint my glam house. Um, a lot of times I pray before I connect with certain people. They'll have people come my DM or see, send emails and be like, oh, I want to do this. And sometimes I look and I be like, okay, they have. Ooh, they have a lot of followers or, ooh, they might be good, but I have to pray because it's those connections that would mess up what I have. And I don't want something that looks good on the outside to come in and mess up everything that I have. I work too hard to let someone come in. Um, So like, even when I hire people, I I pray and be like, okay, God, is this a good fit? Is everybody going to be okay? Because I don't want anyone to be uncomfortable at the same time. I don't want to be uncomfortable in something where it's mine. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we, God gives us a business and then we want to hire, oh, I'm a, oh, you're the office manager. Oh, you're the general manager. We start putting our business out to all these different people and we forgot, I gave this to me. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I also had to do a clean sweep because I was giving all these people these titles, but God had to remind me, I gave this to you. So I never wanted to be that person that just put everybody off. Like I still answer my DMs. Um, I answer every DM. I talk, I answer emails from my customers. I answer the phone. Mm-hmm. I still do chipping. Like I never wanted to make like I'm too big mm-hmm. to not do these things. I could do anything that needs to be done at Amari and I can tell you what to do. But that's because I always ask God, humble me. Keep me humble. And it's not that I'm not humble. It's just that sometimes I have I say, God, just just keep me humble because I, I see the glory, I see what you're doing, but God, I don't I don't want to get so big to where I forget you, mm-hmm. or I don't want to get so big to where I forget my family, or I don't want to get so big to where I forget my kid, kids. I please continue to humble me. Mm-hmm. That's very very important. Yes, yes, yes. Because a lot of people get so caught up, and we forget. But it's so important to remain humble in anything that you have. If you want God to continue to bless you, you have to be humble. You have to stay prayed up. You have to fast because the enemy comes so many different ways. And with me, I know I'm covered. 
but he was trying to come through my kids. He, he, he can't try to come through my husband. He could try to come through my business. He could try to come so much, so rich away. So if you stay prayed up and always fast and fight, then I don't care what you thread me. I'm going to punch back. And when I punch back, I'm going to punch harder. And I'm going to do that by fasting and praying. Because it's like the times when I fast is when it's like, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm, I'm supposed to be fasting. I'm supposed to not, I'm not supposed to be thinking about this. But I know that's that time when he can come in and try to distract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you just have to remain focused and just not your business. I cannot stress that enough because for my first two years, if I would I would probably be other if I didn't take those first two years and think that I was all that and I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. Once I said I surrender and I gave everything to God, he came in like a mighty rushing wind. And I would rather that than trying to do something on my own because I can't compete with God. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. It's like whenever I've tried to do something on my own, it's falling flat or it's not sustainable. And Mm -hmm. But when God comes in, it's like you can tell when God's hand is on something. Like it is, it's miraculous. It's like things that you never thought, Mm -hmm. just, you know, favor comes out. So I can totally understand and relate to what you're saying. One of the things you mentioned is how you sew uh, up and it made me think about your daughter and her business and kind of the next Mm -hmm. generation. And so if you can just speak to that as we kind of close out, why, why is that important? And I think about generational wealth and like sewing forward. So why was it important for you to make sure your daughter had a business and she has milestones and what advice would you give to people and even parents out there about setting their children up for uh, success or with businesses? Well, I never, um, I didn't come from a rich family. Of course, my mom did whatever she needed to do to make sure I had. And plus I was the baby, but I didn't come from a rich family. We didn't really know. My mom did give me a business at the age of 13 because I wanted to work and nobody would hire a 13 year old. And so, like I said, my business, my first love was dance. I had a praise dance school. So I learned about entrepreneurship at a very early age. However, I didn't think that I was going to need it once I became a grown woman. And with my daughter, I, with my daughter's, um, a lot of times entrepreneurs get so caught up to where everything is them, them, them. Well, I wanted to make sure that my daughters have something, which is entrepreneurship skills, something that they can fall on to where it doesn't look like I just helped mommy. No, mommy helped you as well. Mm-hmm. And so that was very important for me to give her a business. I was scared because I didn't know she was going to accept it because she didn't know it was a surprise. Um, but at first, she was like, okay, but then after a couple of months, she started realizing this is really good. This can really work. And when she started believing in mommy, because, you know, the first and second year was rough. So she saw the different things that I went through by being a business owner. But I think generational wealth is very important because we're not taught to uh, make sure that our kids are taken care of. We're we're so we're not really taught on saving. Like I wasn't taught in how to save, how to make sure my credit was good and different things like that. Not saying that my mom 
or anybody was a bad person. It's just that a lot of times that's not we not what we focus on. And so down to as me being a, a grown woman, I understand what's needed. You know, when you face different daily challenges of having a business, I know what's needed. So I said, you know what, let me make sure that my kids are okay. Um, number one is because I was a single parent, a single woman, not single parent for a long time. I was a single woman because my kids' fathers do take care of them. So I never say that I'm a single parent. I was a single woman. And so when you're a single woman, you got to pay all the bills. And so, you know, of course, I don't want my kids to always be single. I want them to, you know, get married and, and date and do different things, but I want them to do it the right way. I don't never want them to have to date someone for money. I want them to always bring something to the table. I'm I'm very big on I don't date or I didn't marry my husband for money. I wanted to be able to bring something to the table as well. And that's what I teach my girls because a lot of times that's when you get the control issues of the, the spouse wanted to control you when you're just solely dependent on them. First, first you're going to depend on God. And so I'm very big on that with my girls because I want them to be very independent until God bless them with who they need in their life. But I also want them to be able to bring something to the table so that you can be each other's helpmate. That's very important versus just depending on each other. If you can be a helpmate, then you guys will have a very good marriage. And so with my daughters, uh, Icy has her boutique and with England, I was trying to figure out what to do with her because England in her own little world, uh, she does not like clothes. Everybody keeps asking me to have a kids boutique, but England doesn't like clothes. And I'm, I'm not going to force something on her. Um, so me and her have been talking and getting her business plan together. So in 20, January 2021, um, her business would be uh, coming out and I'm actually going to gift her everything for Christmas. So that'll be one of her Christmas gifts where she gets her logo, gets her bank account, um, gets her business. She came up with the name. She does, she knows, she just don't know everything that she's going to get for Christmas. So that's something I'm doing. And I think it's very important to teach her at a young age because she knows mommy's an entrepreneur, but I want to show her that you can be an entrepreneur as well. I love that, Martha. And I love the fact that you are showing at an early age that the elements mm -hmm. that you need for a successful business, because like you said, yes. you know, there are a lot of things that we don't learn, um, you know, about just personal finances or, mm -hmm. you know, just growing into adulthood, but even more so, what does it look like to be an entrepreneur and what do you need? What are the ingredients yes. to make that cake taste good? So I love yes. that. So, um, we are at the end of our interview. I'm, I just mm -hmm. feel like, I'm so humbled and honored to be able to kind of pull back the curtain and let people see the founder, the the business owner, the mother behind iMarie uh, Boutique. And, and for the listeners here at Christ Over Culture to get a glimpse of you might see, you know, iMarie doing the thing, you know, on Instagram mm -hmm. and seeing the beautiful clothing that you have and the looks that you have but being able to just kind of peek behind the curtain and see your heart and see the work that is taken and to see that you take care of not only the business and the treasure that God has given you but the people who are connected to it from mm -hmm. your clients to to your employees to the partners that you have the vendors and yes. then even passing that on to 
us here as listeners and even your own family members, I think it's a beautiful thing. So thank you for taking thank time you. today. For thank you. Your thank heart. you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. So where can people find you? And most importantly, going into the holiday season, I know people are going to need comfy clothes and cute outfits and, and gifting items. So where can we shop and get some looks for anyone who's listening? You guys can follow me on Instagram at uh, imare boutique. That's I M A R E B O U T I Q U E. Imare boutique, and you guys can shop at shopimareboutique.com. All of my um, information is on the website with the, I mean, on the Instagram with the link for you guys to click and shop away. Awesome! Thank you, Martha. Uh, Thank you. Any questions for me or any last words that you'd like to share? I'll open up the floor at this time. If not, we'll wrap no, it up. It's, I, I just really appreciate it. Uh, it's very good when you can talk about faith with someone. And so I really appreciate you guys for having me. And if you ever want to do it again, I am here. Awesome. Yes, we'll definitely have to do that because uh, your story is so inspiring. And I know God is going to continue to bless your business. So thank you for spending Thank time you. with me today. And You're we'll welcome. See. Thank you. Thank you. And if you are interested in uh, learning more about Christ Over Culture, you can visit the website, ChristOverCulture.com. Go to Instagram, at ChristOverCulture. Join the Facebook uh, page, at ChristOverCulture on Facebook. I love okay. you guys. I'm so thankful that uh, you all have joined us today and that you have decided to take a few minutes to listen to this podcast. I'll see you in the next one. Happy holidays to everyone and make sure that you shop at IMARE Boutique. Thanks, Martha, and thank you everyone thank for you. listening. Bye. God bless. Bye bye.